Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to 94 and More, presented by Bristol Studio. While a basketball court might be 94 feet, we believe it's limiting to solely look at this beautiful game as a sport. In our minds, it's closer to an art form, even a tool through which we can study the world and learn about ourselves. I'm your host, Jake Fenster, and on this podcast, we will explore the game of basketball, not only as a sport, but as a dynamic force that influences culture, builds bridges, and has the ability to shape our national conversation. Hope you enjoy. As always, feel free to reach out to us at 94 at bristol-studio.com and follow us on Instagram at Bristol Studio and at 94 and more podcast. All right, let's get into the show. Today I'm here with Vic and Charlie Hall. I'm doing fantastic. I'm hoping the gum doesn't fuck up the audio. Am I the guest you've had most on this podcast? Yes, this is your third time. I think you're the only one to to make more than one appearance so far. That is true. Vic doesn't remember. All right, we're going to do a little roll call today. It's new, but uh, Charlie Hall, our guest, is in Some Drunk Girl on TBS. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, the emerging crypto and NFT market. Oh, uh, I, I love myself it. am huge in the NFTs now. I just bought another one. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA, uh, the Lakers. I don't know if Charlie's a Lakers fan, but we're going to talk about the Lakers. He's a uh, the injure, you're a Lakers fan, Charlie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I play. say that with I say that with reservations because I'm a bandwagon. I wasn't a fan before LeBron got there. We're gonna talk about COVID and the injury riddle league that is today. We're gonna talk about the Super Bowl, our Super Bowl predictions, how we felt the NFL playoffs have gone, Tom Brady's retirement. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Spicy just happened, breaking news. And then we're gonna end it end it with some good banter and some good yucks to end the episode. I love it. Let's take it off. Charlie. Tell us about what's been happening. What's new with you, man? What's how, How's the show been? Where are you been recording? Are you still recording in Atlanta? What's going on, man? So I am – was I in Atlanta next last time we – no. But yeah, I was but I was back and forth. You were doing so some show in Atlanta. So we're um, – uh, yeah, we're, we're done filming. The show is coming out weekly, Single Drunk Female on uh, Freeform and uh, Hulu. So it's Single uh, Drunk Girl, not Some Drunk Girl, like it's Vic called Single it. Drunk Female. He said Some yeah. Drunk Girl on TBS. We're gonna have to, drunk we'll female. fire our assistant. They got that information. We'll fire our yeah. assistant. Don't worry about it. Yeah, the assistant's already yeah, fired. Yeah. Sorry about uh, that, Charlie. No, no, no. I absolutely love it. Some Drunk Girl on TBS. Um, and uh, I'm in LA, not in Atlanta, because uh, we are wrapped. And yeah, everybody seems to love the show, which is great. I'm uh, super happy with how, uh, how it came out. And, uh, and life, life is good. When is the show airing? Or is it already out? It already, or some of it's already out, not all of it. So it's, we're three episodes in now. Three episodes in? All right. And how have you liked, uh, how have you liked doing this? How have I liked doing this, you said? <laughs> yeah. I actually is this your it. first? Is this your first, like, real uh, big TV, TV spot? Yeah, it's my first big one. I, you know, I've been, I was a recurring character in Love, Victor on Hulu. Uh-huh. Uh, still am I'm in this upcoming season as well. But that's a pretty minimal, that's a great cat. I love that fucking show. It's so much fun. But I'm, I'm a very minimal, like, uh, role in that. Uh, so this is my first uh, kind of meteor role. And I loved it. And I really like the way it's turned out. And everybody is an absolute. Come on. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, 
You got to be kidding me. I mean, we're mid-convo here. We're going. Hold on. Is that a house phone? It's a house phone. You still have a house phone, Trevor? He's big time. Come on. It's a bat phone. I mean, this is my parents' house. Okay. Show's been great. Everybody on the cast, everybody in production is awesome. Everything's going super well. And uh, very much uh, loving it. I'm loving it. Now that... I'm sorry, loving Vic. Sorry, I just have to say this. No one listening can see Vic right now. I just love the angle that your hat is tilted at right now. Yeah, this is my locked-in hat. Yeah, hat 45 face. degree angle. You're locked, you're locked in. in hat. I barely on that. your head. I'm going with a T.I. look today. <laughs> I just had to give people that uh, commentary and just let them know what I'm looking at. Can we also, um, this is taking away from uh, Charlie's show a bit here, but uh, this is a really important segment called What's On New Today? And uh, are we all up to date on Euphoria? No, no. I don't watch that no. show, really. No. You don't watch it? I don't either. And Jake, you don't watch it either? I saw two episodes recently. I just, I'm like, you know what? This looks like a great show for the people and everyone that loves it. I don't see myself diving into that one. I'm kind of, this, I'm kind of in the same boat. What does it, that even mean? It was very it's heavy. too much? It was very yeah, heavy. It is heavy. It's a little sensationalist for my liking, but but I understand it's a good show. What does sensationalist mean? Um, well, like when do they do homework? <laughs> like don't they're they ever, not like, school. Don't, I'm never watching ever, it now. It's over. <laughs> don't they ever have like <laughs> there's no schoolwork? It's just it's just drama, drama drugs. Yeah, it's yep. like don't it's they ever sex. have like a quiz or something? No, it's drama, drugs, and sex. That's, that's the show. It's not school. What are you talking about? Is that how your high school was? Yeah. I went to all boys school, so yeah. Yeah. It's just drama, drugs, and sex, huh? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, sure. And on top of that, just realized the other day, Nate, the, the football character, the quarterback, is Australian. He's from Melbourne. And mm-hmm. one of my teammates played with him. There you go. In basketball? Small world. Yeah, small world. He, did he say he was any good? This is all right. He wasn't like, you know. Great, but they played on the same club team uh, growing up in Victoria, which is cool. Fun facts. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed that neither one of you all watch Euphoria. I was really excited to come in here, have some good chat about the season, what's going on. It is very heavy. I do watch an episode of SpongeBob after I watch every episode, so <laughs> I feel like I have to say that. But I would say it's one of my top three shows right now. Mm, uh, look, I love that for you. I love that for you. But uh, why did you ruin Charlie's uh, momentum about his shows? To bring up, I, I don't think I ruined it. I think the dog, the, the dog house phone, George ruined the it. house phone. For everyone listening, kind of family has a dog named George, and he is—he's a very sweet boy, but he loves to bark. He loves to talk. We'll we'll get him on here one of these episodes. We'll see what he has mm-hmm. to say. For sure, Vic. What was the we'll next us, next topic? Oh, the, the exploding crypto and NFT market. Oh, that one. I love the absolutely one. booming. Mm. This is why we wanted Henry on the show, but I don't know where Henry is. But the absolutely yeah. booming. Crypto and NFT market. Vic just uh, bought a couple NFTs. He was showing me. I don't know what they are. I don't know the projects. I don't know any of it. But he seemed really excited about it. Yeah, hold on. Charlie, so first of all, Charlie, what do you know about um, crypto and NFT? All right. I mean, you can't really say both. What do you know about crypto? You know, coins. And what do you know about NFTs? And are you into either one of them? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm. I would say I have a, I would say I have an interest in them. Yeah. I'm interested in them. I'm scared of them. I think there's, I think there's, um, do you own either? Oh yeah. I own it all. I own a lot of NFTs or not a lot, but I own some NFTs and I own, uh, I don't own the, I don't own the big cryptos. I don't own, I own a little bit of ETH, but I don't have any Bitcoin. I'm more of a trying to find 
small guys and stuff but i um i'm wary of crypto and nfts because i think they are dumb um but i also understand that you can make money from them and i've made money from them i've made like a little bit of money from them so i i'm i can't uh i can't shit on them i i yeah but i know i would say i'm pretty knowledgeable why do you say they're dumb i i, I honestly think when i first got into the the market i thought you know how the hell do these things cure and appreciate and value um and all of that but at the same time why is a Charizard Pokemon card worth $3 million? Right. Yeah. No, 100%. And that's what an NFT is. I mean, the difference is it's dollars. And that's backed by the faith and security of the United States Treasury. But I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all really interesting. I'm not, I'm not a huge NFT guy because I just think that with anything where there's a lot of money, eventually there's going to be a burst. And then there's going to be a small group of huge winners. And that group is probably going to be already rich white people. And then there's going to be a huge group, humongous group of losers that have lost a ridiculous amount of money. Because I've never seen an industry not do that. So we'll see. I hope. What NFTs do you like? You got, uh, any, that well, go, you got any that are going to the moon? I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to the moon. The Board Ape Yacht Club. You have a Board Ape. That's <laughs> 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 Australia. We're going to Australia. He's doing well. Charlie's, out face, Charlie's face when I said the board at Yacht Club was the face of a guy thinking he was about to get a new neighbor in the Palisades. You <laughs> have a board. <laughs> I was about to say, I, think I could trade room, a board at one of those houses. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a board, first of all, the floor for board, I'll tell you right now. Let's go on an open seat right now and look at what's the floor for the yeah, board at Yacht at Club. No, I have crypto. I'm trying to get him into it. I'm, I'm trying not, to get him into it. That's, I'm not opposed to it. I think I should get into it. Um, I just get a board eight. I'm gonna get a board eight. The floor. All right, here we go. Now I gotta get my calculator out too. The, yeah, floor, the floor for yeah. a board eight is 116 Ethereum. Perfect. Oh, Let's shit. see what Ethereum is right now. That's a lot. Do the math on that. I don't like that. Ethereum right now is twenty eight hundred bucks. So for all my math people out there, twenty eight hundred times one hundred and sixteen. The floor is three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, roughly. Sounds super you know. affordable, Jake. I know what I want, but I do. But yeah, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'll just get three, one for each of us. I do oh, have no. a project that's going going to the moon, though. Mm. It's called Mars Cats. It is point one Ethereum right now. Uh, the floor is exploding, and you hold it for I want to say mm. three months. You get a uh, galactic Mars cat for free. That's about oh. to be minted, and they are starting at 0.5. So what I'm wow. saying is, if you want to get in, get in now. 0.1 is pretty cheap to get in, Jake. I'm in. Send, you know what? After this, send it to me. I'll take care of it. I have my. I'm in. I know. The, hold on. I know the I'm viewers can't see this, care. but I'm fucking know, the, in. The people on the call can see it. Let's get all the viewers in. We can just we can just skyrocket it. Oh, that's awesome. That looks fantastic. So, yeah. I that. I'm sold. Yeah, I'm sold. Um, but I do think, uh, Jake, if you're into the. Uh, crypto and, and you know making small investments i think you should invest in crypto.com coin you know the, the the coin that just bought the staples yeah my thing uh, is i'm kind of mad because i like staples Staple center better. staple arena i like staples center better than crypto.com or well, I the still, fact that they just bought the arena they bought the naming rights didn't they i Not mean that's still a lot of money that's still a ton of money 100%. and from projections it's supposed to go up 200 percent in three to six months so it's 30 cents right now um, I think if you buy a, a, a ton of them, hmm. um, if you're banking on the projections, which, you know, by all accounts in fantasy, you should never do. Um, yeah, you'll be rich. 
Yeah, so who, where are you getting these numbers from? These are your numbers? No, crypto.com. So, you know, could be a little biased because crypto.com is valuating their own, yeah. you know, skyrocket. But I'm, I'm in. 39 cents, I'm in. Got like right. 300 of them. I'm in too. If it goes up to $2, then like I said, it's supposed to. I mean, I, I don't know. I might, I might buy a piece of the Lakers too. Look, I hope that at least someone listening. I'm definitely buying in the Bristol studio listens to what Vic is, is saying here and they put some money in and they win big. That would be a win. Uh, Jake, is Bristol, is Bristol going to um, do anything in the NFT space? I know like a lot of like art, there's a lot of art stuff. Going, a lot of- to be honest, we just actually had this, I had this conversation um, like two weeks ago. So the idea has been planted. We're, we're trying to figure out how it makes sense for us, but I think there's a way that we start doing some stuff in this space for sure. Um, but again, we want to take take the time to really like. How would it not make sense to you? It makes sense. I I just have to figure out how we're gonna do it. You can make people that have your NFT members, and I don't mean like owners of the of the store, but you know you have like a membership code, like you have yeah. like a little yeah. discount code, it's like a ticket. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So there's some ideas we've been tossing around. Um, I'll make sure I'll announce it here. We'll announce it here first. Give the list. I think you should make cartoon character caricatures of your guys like like of yourself to get in, to get in one of the special stores. You have to show like a cartoon picture of Jake to get in. Perfect. Can you believe that? Jake will be at the store like, ah, shit, you got a, you got a fucking you got Jake me. card. You got a you got Jake. Morning, man. You got a Jake. You're in. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Or you'll be like, oh, no, that's, that's, a, that's a fake one. You got spam. You got scam there, guy. That's, just yeah. not a, that's a picture. That's not Jake of, number 75. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The picture that's, of someone. That's a screenshot. But um, no, it's something we're thinking about for sure. So we will see where that goes. Um, let's get into some sports. Yeah, here we go. So we're talking about great and crypto is great, but I think we're we're not the most well versed we on the topic. We're primed, so. Yeah, we're primed and ready to go into. We're gonna go to NBA first, and we're gonna then we're gonna smash it off the NFL, uh, the budding Rams, the Bengals, Joey B's. First, let's talk about the NBA, guys. What are our thoughts on the NBA? Let's let's start with our two Lakers fans, and uh, kind of go from there. Lakers surge coming. You heard it here first. It is coming. It is coming in the near future. Haven't they just lost their, their last two? Yeah, but that's not a big. That's not important. No Braun. No Braun. That's not important. Anthony Davis is back. So I, I will say this. I mean, I, I just come on here and I bash NBA players. Huh? That's what I do. You kind of do, but it's not. It's okay. I will say this. I hope Anthony Davis has a reinvigorated uh, love for the game. That's what I hope. I would like that too for him, and for us. For him and for us. I just – I wasn't feeling it in the early goings. Of the Maybe season. some pure dominance from him going for the rest of the way. Yeah. I think like he gained too much weight. I think that you might be right, Vic. But that I was probably, probably an much to of a not center. get injured, and then he – I don't know. But hopefully – I mean, injured. I mean, even him, you know, at not performing at his absolute peak, he's still such a force, especially defensively. I mean, he helps so much on defense. It definitely hurts to look at the Lakers' ranking and see them in ninth place with a record. As at this point now, we're 51 games in. So to see them with an actual substantial record of 24 and 27, it's like kind of painful. Um, but that being said, I think they'll, they'll figure it out. They're 24 and 27. I thought they were 24 and 26. No, no, no. My goodness. Um, but I'm going to the game on Saturday. They're playing the Knicks. I'm going. I hope LeBron plays. I don't think it's going to what, uh What's their spot in the West? They're ninth. They're behind the Clippers and the Timberwolves right now. Behind the Clippers, I know that's killing you. It's behind the Clippers who don't have anybody playing. Literally two games behind the Clippers. Um, you know, it's tough, but we'll figure it out. I think I, I just I've been watching a lot of the Warriors. I've been watching a lot of Steph and, and Clay and 
Uh, I watched him last night have 20 points in the fourth quarter. It was against the Rockets? Uh, yeah. It just feels like it's their year to me. That's no, just how I feel. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's nope. how I feel. Who, who do you gonna... Vic, if you were to call it right now, who wins the NBA championship? Probably the Nets, though, actually, if they're can I give you? Can I give you my, my biased opinion and then my serious opinion? Yeah. The Bulls. Bulls are going all the way. Bulls are slowly holding down until Caruso and Ball get back. No. They're building team chemistry. The young guys are getting more run and more burn, getting experience, getting a lot better uh, with, you know, being thrown into the Wolves. Once the guys are back, Bulls are running. We're going to get a backup center before the trade deadline. I don't Bulls think are off into the races. I don't think this would you Would you take this trade? Would you take this trade? Lonzo? No. Lonzo's untradeable. Well, I want to hear it anyway. for Damian Lillard. You wouldn't do Lonzo over Damian Lillard? No, I wouldn't. No, no. Lonzo's a perfect fit for that system. Lonzo for why Steph Curry. Want, you wouldn't do why, Lonzo. Lonzo's untradeable. Lonzo, you wouldn't do Lonzo yeah. for Steph. Why would we trade him? You wouldn't do Lonzo for Steph. We had the number one team in the East while everyone was playing. Why? Why would we want to change the team? I want. I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say I wouldn't we do don't Lonzo. Want, no, for no, Steph. we don't want him. We don't want him. Jake, we want to keep. Jake, you know what's even crazier than this? Jake, Jake Clint, was a hater of Caruso when we first got him, and I don't know why. Who? Was Jake for for years. Who? Caruso was going to help us. Who? That's not. That's not accurate. I can't believe you just said you wouldn't take Stephen Curry for Lonzo Ball. I can't believe you're so stubborn you wouldn't even say that. That's crazy. It, wouldn't, it doesn't help. Our, it doesn't fit our team. They built this team to have two defensive guards, uh, be small with DeRozan and Levine, and then have a shooting big in, in uh, Busevich. Yeah, and I think I, like I actually changed my pick. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers all the way. Cavs are kind of good, actually. They're 31 and 20. LeBron's going to be a Cavalier before you guys know LeBron's going back I just want to say that now. I just want to say it now. Yeah, you're probably right. I still can't get over the fact that you're fucking – There was a sneaky tweet a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. LeBron really gave some good praise to the Cavs, and no one really paid attention to it. But Bill Simmons did. And Bill he Simmons loves called it a while ago. Yeah. He, he loved, LeBron loves ago. it. There's nothing LeBron loves more than doing that. Phoenix is rolling, 40-9. and nine. Phoenix is not going to win. If they were going to win, it was going to be last year. And then you got Memphis, 35-18. and 18. John Moran. Memphis is going to go to the second round and lose, I think. Yeah, that's John Morant. Oh, unbelievable! If you're a gambler, I wouldn't. So I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about this the other day, and I I think Vic's gonna hate this take. I have a feeling he will too. Well, so actually, so so let me let me preface this. I think that the Bucks might win. That's not a bad take. And I think the Bucks might win because I think because there's no clear front runner, and I I also think people tend to forget how good Giannis is. And and Middleton because Giannis is almost as good of a scorer. Ooh, ooh. That's Kevin Durant. Ooh. It's horrible take. You heard it here first. I don't think he's as skilled of a scorer, but I don't really care how my guy is scoring. It's a horrible the take. game, the game where fucking Durant had 48 and they lost in game seven, you know, and he went berserk and he almost made that through. It was insane. It was insane. Giannis had 44 that night. They are yeah. actually pretty comparable in terms of what they actually get done. Durant's just a better bucket getter, like from a hoops perspective. Giannis had 50 in an NBA Finals game. 50 points. 50 points. I think Giannis, people don't give Giannis the credit he deserves in terms of being a scorer because it's not very pretty and he can't shoot. But neither could Shaq. And that's my take. Vic looks like he left the conversation right now. Yeah, and you do too. You guys both um, no, no, I listened to all of it. I was just uh, building different. I was making sure my claims that I was going to say are right and accurate um, about the Bucks. I think the Bucks will be good in the playoffs because they've been riddled with injuries. You know, I don't think they've had a consistent rotation uh, for a while. Even in game with a game one where they played the Nets, uh, they had Holiday injured his heel, 
I think DiVincenzo was still coming back. Like, they've just been in and out of different rotations and lineups. It's hard to get a chemistry like that. Um, I think this year they're really going away. I want to say away, but they're changing from the, the, the match-to-paint style that they did in the playoffs, right? I think they shot a lot of jump shots. But now they're really shooting a lot more threes. They sign more people in the offseason to shoot threes. And they're not shooting great. Uh, you know, I just did my – you know, our assistants just did her research. And um, we are – the Bucks, well, not we, the Bucks are 22nd in the league and uh, three-point percentage, which is not great. And they're shooting a ton of them. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, they're not playing with the, the best guys to be shooting them. Uh, so, I don't know. But in terms of when they finally do get healthy, like, I think the Bucks will always be around. Like, they'll be in good contention. When they finally do get healthy towards the end of the season, they will – hopefully get things rolling. I want to say, I want to bring up the Nets because I still think a healthy Nets team, if they have Kyrie, Harden, and KD, is really hard to beat, no matter who they're... Uh, I think it's nearly impossible, but I think yeah. that really... Can I, can I, can I say a take? Can yeah. I say a take? Say your take. Kyrie, Kyrie can't play at home, right? Right well, now. Just... They, can, they, they can find, they can just... Yeah, they find. And the, are, are the Nets are the Nets saying that they're going to pay the fine? I mean, at I'm that sure point... I'm sure they would. If push comes to shove, it's like five grand. Yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. Oh, was it only five thousand dollars? Yeah, it was something mm-hmm. super small. Oh yeah, they'll pay that. Then. I was gonna say if you're if you're the Nets, and let's say the fine was like outrageous, like it was something, you know, that you would be incentivized to not pay. Would you almost not want uh, the number one seed so you can play game sevens on the road so Kyrie would play? Oh, that's a really interesting yeah. question. That's, that's. I think tough. I would probably choose. Yeah, I think I'd probably want. I mean, I'd rather have. Yeah, I'd rather lose a home game, but gain, but gain a game with Kyrie. I think so. I think they're a lot better. I think they're a they're a they're a really good team without Kyrie. And then I think when they get Kyrie, they're elite. I think they're the best team in the NBA. I think that goes for all three of them. Like if you just take two of them and they're on the team, they're really good. And then if you add the third, they become. I, I mean, think they almost the beat the Bucks with just KD basically. Exactly. Like the messed up hamstring, and he came out and like could barely shoot. Uh, still was a threat and like a facilitator, but I think like if you have two of them healthy, that is terrifying. And three of them is just like, how are you going to do it? So, um, can we all, but Jake, can we also go back to Charlie saying that uh, Giannis is a better score than Durant? No, I didn't say better. I said almost as good. I said almost as good. I didn't say yeah, better. No, it's not not close. I think uh, Durant is the best scoring forward to ever play in the basketball. Vic, can you? Can you tell I think he is. But I think I think you're right. I agree with that. But I think you can agree. I think both statements can be true. I think Giannis. I think Giannis is a top three to five scoring forward as well. I think people just, just ever potentially, yeah. What he averaged last year in the playoffs? I think thirty-seven. I don't think. I don't think it's ever. Well, I mean, Vic, what would you say from your NBA experience? Right, would separate those two as scorers? Like Charlie's point isn't necessarily saying that Giannis is better. He's saying he he has the same. No, like, no, I, yeah, yeah. I, similar. I think, he has a similar scoring profile, but I, I would disagree. And I would say I don't think. I would say what makes Giannis very, very special, right, is his dominance and athletic fluidity and his ability to play both, both ends of the floor, right? And that's what makes Giannis very, very good. And Giannis is great, right? And I love Giannis. And I think coupled that with his personality and the way he kind of carries himself really makes Giannis like a, 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 an incredible figure and role in the NBA. However, I would say I don't think there will be any point in a lot of players' careers where if you're saying for one game you just need a guy to score a ton of points, you're picking – Really, any forward over Durant, right? And I, and sure. I think if you go if you go back past that, right, and you're saying Giannis is in the top five all the time, you got to think like forwards. You got to think like Durant, LeBron, at any at any stage. You can even say LeBron now. 
Like, anything to LeBron, you would go back and say Carmelo when he was on the, on the Knicks, Nuggets, Carmelo, right? You can go like, you can go like way back to old – Elder Baylor, like, you can go back to way older forwards, Bird. You know what I mean? And, and I, I think the jump shot and the free throw shooting may be what, what, what separates Giannis and, like, the – if you're just talking about, like, scores, right? Like, you know, and there, there have been ways to slow him down. I'm not saying you stop Giannis because at the end of the day, you don't really stop great players. You just kind of try and contain them. You like hope to contain them. But I feel like there will never be a point in my life where I would say like, yo, I got five minutes. I need a guy to score 10 points. Or like, you know, I just need somebody to get a bucket. Am I choosing Giannis over Durant? And even like this year before Durant got hurt, he was playing as such like yeah, he was playing incredible. Level. I'm not choosing I'm not choosing Giannis over Durant either. I just think Giannis gets the – I think Durant's – Definitely the best scoring forward of all time. He could be the best scorer of all time, period. Giannis gets a, you know how, so like, it's like the same thing. Cause like, I, so like for me, like I'm a huge LeBron guy, but I also like, I, I, I um, recognize that LeBron misses some sort of like, mm-hmm. there's some sort of like intangible thing that like the Kobe's and the Michael's had that doesn't feel like LeBron has. To the point where it's like, yo, if you, if you, it's like something that's not, you can't prove it. Cause it's like, yo, if you have one shot, your life depends on it in a game. Do you want Kobe or LeBron shooting it? And the answer, the answer is Kobe, but every single, but every single uh, metric would actually point you to LeBron. And I think the same thing is going on with Giannis. Like what you said, like if you want one guy, five minutes left to score 10 points. Sorry about George. Your heart is never going to tell you Giannis. But everything that you actually see from Giannis would tell you that actually you should choose him or not over Durant, but you should choose, you wouldn't, you choosing him is not a, like, I'm looking at his playoff stats right now in, in 2021. I mean, it's absolutely, it's, yeah, it's absurd. He had 26, 31, 20, 34, 33, 34, 34, 30, 40, 34, 25, 33, 42, 41, 32, and 50. If I told you that was Durant, you'd be like, yeah, that dude's a bucket. And then I tell you that's Giannis, and you're like, you're more like, oh, yeah, because he's big and strong, which is true. I, I don't say that. I, I don't think that. I think Giannis is playing incredibly well, and that's Giannis why. Giannis a bucket. He's a bucket. He's just a different kind of bucket. They, they're true, both buckets. But but I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm just saying if you were just talking about the, in the whole package and saying you wanted somebody to score, you would say Durant. And at the same For time, sure. you could be like, at the same time, I could give you numbers where Embiid's doing. And Embiid had an eight-game stretch where it was like 50, 40, 40, 39, 48, 40, 40, 32, right? At the same time, you'd be like, oh, man, this guy's a bucket. Because he is. But if you're like, I want to give the, some guy the ball and just be like, yo, just score. I'm almost positive you're taking Durant more times than not. I am. No, I'm taking Durant every time. I think Durant's a better scorer than, than Giannis. But I think that gap is closer than, than, we, than we think. So I wanted to say this real quick. Because I'm looking at LeBron, for instance, and you're playing about LeBron. I, I've, I echo that all the time. Um, I'm looking at his game log. Well, his stats this year are insane. He's averaging like 29. Uh, what is it? 29. Yeah, 7.7 rebounds, 6.3 assists, right? And he's last like couple games, 34, 39, 33, 37, 37. And he's shooting 55. Uh, I know, was it 59%? He's just shooting some ridiculous percentage. I went to two games this year. Sorry, shooting 58.8%. I've been to two games so far. Um, one against the Jazz, one against the Spurs. The Jazz, I saw a different version of LeBron. 
LeBron's very calculated, right? He knows this is a uh, get to the playoffs matchups, you know, don't exert all my energy. He's older. He, he doesn't want to like tire himself out. Like he's at the stage in his career where he knows like how much it will take to win a championship. And you can tell he carries that with him. Right. So when they were playing the Spurs, he wasn't really there. He was kind of like the, the shots weren't great. He was making them, but like, it wasn't getting the team involved. They weren't in rhythm. Um, defensively, he was kind of letting this dude, well, Vic knows Bates Diop, like do whatever he wanted. And the Spurs beat him by like 20. LeBron had 37 or something. Again, it's not LeBron's fault that they lost, but you could, the eye test while I was there, I'm watching his body language. I'm watching the way he's choosing to respond when they're down and they need to make a run. Like you you can kind of see him calculating. This is a regular season game. It's before Christmas. I don't need this one, right? I watched him play the Jazz and they were down 10 or something. And LeBron again was having a good game. And you could see the energy he had defensively the energy he had like for his teammates, the way he was playing, the way he was hustling. Like you could see he turned it on and they came back and won that game. Point being what you're kind of talking about, right? Like with a Kobe, Kobe didn't, it didn't matter to Kobe what day it was, what game it was, if it was game one or game 50 or game 81 or 82, like his mentality was I'm going to outplay the other team. I'm going to outplay the person. The person guarding me can't guard me. That's number one. I'm also going to shut them down. And then the rest of the team can triple team me. I don't care. I'm going to beat them all. This is my home. This is my team. This is my season. Like, that's just what it is. So that's the mentality that, like, I want in a guy taking the last shot. That game on the line, no matter what it is, what day it is, they have the confidence and they play the game the same way. They're not always like, okay, today I'm going to shoot like this or, you know, I'm going to take this play off. I think that's the intangible thing that we're talking about. But again, not taking anything away from LeBron because LeBron's doing 29.9, seven, you know, rebounds, six assists in year, what, 18? Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all aesthetic bias. It's all an aesthetic bias. And it's, it's like the same. It's like, I mean, I always think about, I mean, I'm always thinking about LeBron and Durant because I feel like Durant is really LeBron's only like contemporary sort of, comparison other than Michael but anyone that's playing against now I guess maybe Steph but Durant I find similar just because they're like kind of the same size and blah 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 and they've also played against each other in the finals and stuff um and also before Charlie goes Mm. um LeBron's also playing center this year Jake or or at one point was when they went on that little winning streak so I I understand that sometimes in NBA games the effort isn't always there but the fact that LeBron has continuously molded his game different i'm saying he's he's incredible he's incredible at what he's doing this year period in his career i'm just talking about specifically that eye test the thing that you know i'm not i'm not saying i'm better than lebron any stretch of imagination i'm just saying like when i've watched him in person and i've been to those two games i noticed a huge difference in the way that he played that game and i know that he has the playoff intensity he he's clearly carried teams kicking and screaming to an nba championship uh, before to the finals at least but I just think that's I feel like that's the thing that we were alluding to a little bit that you know stats are one thing but then there's this this additional eye test that I think comes into play yeah for sure I just don't put much stock in the eye test personally I put a little bit on it but like yeah always, fair enough fair enough the, the 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 example I always give or I give now I think we talked about this actually last time I was on is Durant in the um, in the in the game in Game Seven against the Bucks 
when it was just him and he had 48 and they lost an OT. Like, I actually think that there's a, I don't know if I'm ready to make this argument, but I actually think there's a world where you could make the argument that he actually like played that game wrong. And like, that's the difference between him and LeBron is like that game felt so crazy. Like you were watching Durant dominate, which you were, you're watching him shoot over double teams and nail threes. And you were also watching him absolutely fucking exhausted in OT because he's doing yeah. all of this. Yeah. Whereas I think LeBron in that situation might be passing out of those double teams yeah. and doing things and doing things to facilitate a win that don't strike you as much, if that makes sense. And that's always been the difference. And I think that's the same thing with Giannis and scoring. Like Giannis just, had uh, 40 in that game. I'm going to rebuke all these arguments with um, fuck the eye test, right? I'm going pure facts, right? Because we have the advanced metrics because we don't have our advanced metrics guy, Henry, in the call, yeah. right? So yeah. I had to do it. And so I've done it, right? And so, Charlie, I want – Charlie and Jake both. I want you guys to give me uh, a guy in the NBA you think shoots a lot of mid-range numbers. That's not Durant. And makes a lot of them. Mid-range? Sure. Tomorrow? DeRozan, yeah. DeRozan. And give me another one. Chris Paul. Chris Paul and DeRozan, right? So, DeRozan and Durant rank as both tied number one with four mid-range jumpers made a game, right? Like, they shoot and make around four a game. Uh, I think Durant's very – over the years in the NBA, the attempts from the dead ball era to now this kind of, like, you know, open space, kind of open floor, five-out offense system has gone from 30% in 2011, guys shooting mid-range jumpers, to 13%, right? And it's not that – I think people get weird with analytics. It's not that – the mid-range game is dead. It's just that teams are focusing on the right players shooting mid-range jump shots as opposed to in years past. Everyone kind of shot it, right? You would have – and I'm not going to bash anybody's name. You would have role guys who aren't the scorers on the roster, like their role is not to score, shooting these contested mid-range jumpers that are basically hard shots, right? Like a contested mid-range jumper is a hard shot if that's not a shot you continuously go to, right? And so teams are taking that shot away from the guys that don't shoot them and they're saying, look, man, we'd rather you just shoot a three rather than go in there and shoot a contested two because you have a higher chance or yes. the same chance of making this three as you do opposed to a contested mid-range two. And if you have the same chance, we'll take the more points of you shooting it, right? And so in terms of Charlie's argument as far as the best, like, scores, right? Like, we're talking about just scores. Durant is shooting 50% averaging 29 points a game, 37, 3.5% dropped a little bit because he was shooting 50, 40, 90. Dropped a bit, but here, here are his splits in, on, on the court, different parts of the court. Less than five feet, you know, it's 70%. He should make those. Five to nine feet, 58%. You know, it still should make them. 10 to 14 feet, 50%. Here, here's where it gets kind of like, all right, from 15 to 19 feet and 20 to 24 feet, Durant is over 55%, right? And I'm thinking like, ah, maybe someone's got, you know, maybe someone's better than that, right? And so I do some research and I'm looking. Here's Devin Booker, who also shoots me range jumpers. Devin Booker is all 40% across the board. It's like 40 up and down until you get a three-point percentage, then he's 35, right? You go to Chris Paul. Chris Paul is 40. The highest he is, it's 51% between 15 and 19 feet, which is around his, like the elbow range, right, where he kind of settles in, shoots that elbow jump shot. There's no one in the NBA, no one, outside of DeRozan, who doesn't really shoot threes, that makes the same amount of shots in the same amount of areas as Durant does. And Durant, other than DeRozan, is the only player in the league that shoots in this advanced metric sense 
at that clip from almost every spot on the court. So Durant is the only player in the league and every spot you have to, like, there's nothing, there's no double team. There's not really like a, a cold area you can kind of send him to. Because he, at this season, he's playing similar to his MVP season. He's making shots at every spot on the floor, right? And when you look at, like, guys, Giannis, Jokic, and Bede, and I'm just saying those two, those three, because they're they're more of your um, unicorn-esque forward centers that can dribble, pass, shoot, all that, right? You look at their splits and their advanced metrics in different zones, and none of them have the same 50-50-50-49, 50-50-49, 39-39-40, 32, you know, like no one has that same range like Durant does. And to be honest with you, with the team he's playing on the Nets and all this uncertainty, and we just gave the Bucks the excuse of different rotations, the Nets don't have a center. And Durant plays a five, a lot of a lot of durations of the game and different stretches when Aldridge isn't in there. And he's doing like he's doing his thing, right? And teams are if Hard, you know, Harden hasn't been in great form all of season. He's coming alive now, but I don't, I don't know. The things Durant's doing. I don't really think there's there's too much of an argument to say. So if you're picking one between Giannis and, and KD, Charlie, it's KD, right? For sure. If I'm, picking yeah, one, no. if I'm picking one scorer in the league right now, I'm either picking Durant, Curry, or John Morant. When John Morant, I'm, I'm picking Durant in that bunch. I, I don't mean yeah. I, I I still think Durant's the best scorer of all time. All that stuff's great. I just think Giannis doesn't get the credit he deserves as a scorer because I think Giannis oh, no. he, he did win MVP. Yeah, but not for us. No one no one ever no one ever considers Giannis a scorer or a bucket. They consider it. They they think they think of him sort of like they did with LeBron, but with like less skill. It's like he's just a bulldoze and he's gonna like shoot layups. But it's like that's scoring. Like there's a there's a there's a disconnect between what that means. I mean, I don't. Did you say Shaq was a great scorer? Yeah. Shaq's a fucking – Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with Giannis. No one's saying Giannis can't score the ball. They're just saying that if, you, if you're talking about the totality of scoring, right, with like – you're talking about like Curry, Durant, LeBron, Giannis, and you're saying one of these guys you just have to stop on any given night, Giannis may be the closest one you can game plan against just because he doesn't shoot threes that well. Yeah, but I in, know. In terms I, of totality, Giannis is one of the better scorers in the league. Yeah, I agree with that, except for the fact that it's like not totally tr- like I'm I'm at a I'm at a mental disconnect with it because it's true, but it's not. If that makes sense, like you're right, but then at the same time, he just had a playoff run where he scored better than basically I, but, anyone in history. But we're talking about, I guess, to, to Vic's point, we're talking about such a select group of individuals that play at such a high level that even. So, for instance, I think of those out. people. I think of the people that Vic just mentioned. Mm taking the way it looks and where they're shooting from aside. Cause I don't really care where they're shooting from. I mean, it's nice that you can shoot if someone can shoot threes and Giannis can't, but if you're, if I'm scoring 30 and never missing, cause I'm shooting a bunch of layups. And but I, even I, still, you're saying Giannis is not averaging as much as Durant and Curry were. No, I know, but I'm just, I'm, I'm more referring to, I don't think Giannis is in peak form and like neither is Curry and Curry's in a crazy slump right now and blah, blah, blah. Even though he had 40 last night, but like, for instance, like the stretch, the playoff stretch that Giannis went on last time. Uh, Durant and LeBron are the only two people I could think of that are able to do that in the playoffs. Not even Curry. I've never seen Curry come close to that. Curry usually dips in the playoffs. Like, and yet we we say that Curry's a, a far more. He's definitely. They're all these. All these people are way more nuanced scorers, and they're way more able to score in different ways. But Giannis had fifty points in a finals series he had 40 points twice he had i think he had eight 40 point games in that playoff run 
How many times has Steph scored, scored 40 in the playoffs beyond round one? Maybe, I don't know. Two I honestly don't know. But, but to be completely honest with you, if you're talking about just, just offense in the NBA, I, I think your t- Giannis would be like five. If you're talking just pure offense, and you would probably say Durant, Curry, Jokic. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm hesitant to say Doncic, but there's <laughs> probably like a select group of guys just offensively. That I would, I would prefer. Take. I would prefer all those people because my heart's telling me that. But the, yeah, actual, the stats and the metrics would, would tell you that too, though. No, they would I'm tell saying. you they're better at shooting threes. But they would tell you that Giannis. No, they would tell points. you. They would tell you their per and stuff are better. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Giannis is Giannis is special because he does stuff athletically and fluidly, fluidly that no one else can do. And then you couple that with the defensive ability, which is what makes him so great. I'm saying if you're just talking about straight offense, right? There are guys in the NBA offensively that do things that no one else does ever. Like Jokic is playing at a level that centers never play at. He's basically a point guard that's a seven foot, two hundred eighty pound center. No one's ever doing that, and he's playing. He's number one MVP voting right now. Durant, before he got hurt, was playing at a level offensively no one, like no one, and that, that's the metrics. Every zone is great. Like no one's playing like that. Curry, when, before he hit the slump, was doing things like no one's doing it right. Like off, and that's just offense. And we're saying Luca's ha- having a down year. Luca's still averaging 27, 9, and 9. Yeah, no, all that stuff is true. I love all those players. They do more. But I, Giannis is just as effective. I guess that's what I mean, is that Giannis is actually just as effective as a- almost all those guys at scoring. I just or want to say one thing about Curry and playoff averages. He still averaged for his career 26 and a half points in the playoffs. Yeah, what did what did Giannis average last year? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 33, 34. I mean, he had a crazy. Yeah, he had a crazy. It was absurd. Like I've never seen Steph do that. I mean, I also, you know, I'm a kind of a believer that Steph. I I've always thought. I mean, I think this less now, but I think Steph is a slight. He's a little bit of a front runner, but that's a different conversation. Well, um, I don't even know if we've resolved the point. No, yet. no, but I I think that everything that I agree with everything Vic said. I. I I think there's just like a. So if that's the case, then how come you are talking about John Morant in the same same vein in this season? I just haven't seen Jaw enough. I just wouldn't. I just don't know if I can rely on him at this point. I love Jaw. I think he's. I'm, I'm saying in terms of, of where the season is right now and how the Grizzlies are third and the way he's playing, you would almost have to have to throw him in there. No. Throw him in. In where? In like a conversation of scoring of, of your argument of scoring. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. He's, I mean, he's elite. LeBron's elite. I mean, uh, and, and, and also in that sense, why is it Embiid in your argument of scoring? Yes. I just feel like your argument has holes in it, and you're saying you're arguing for Giannis, but there are guys right now playing at a, a higher offensive level. I'm not arguing I'm not for, taking anything away not, from Giannis. No, I'm not arguing for Giannis necessarily. I just think Giannis doesn't really get his cookies as a scorer. That's all. I, I don't think necessarily – yeah, Embiid and Jaw, they're all amazing too, and I would say are like relatively similar. But like those people are more aesthetically pleasing. Like people are like people like shit on Giannis like in the playoffs. And stuff. Who's shitting on Giannis? Though? I mean, not anymore because he won a ring. Last right. year when he was missing yeah. a ton of free throws and they yeah. they were on the verge of losing, they were shitting on him. When he started yeah. making the free throws, no one was shitting on him. I think more people jumped on your bandwagon tour of Giannis is now balling when he started making those free throws and stopped shooting the jump shots. Right. But I, just, sa- think, same I sense- just think Giannis is a, is a, you know, he's a returning finals MVP that doesn't seem to be getting quite the credit he deserves just generally. And I don't even mean specifically right now. Like, I don't know. I honestly haven't even been paying attention to like the level at which he's playing like at this second. I think, he's playing I, whoa. It, it's just because they're losing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just mean in general, I just think Giannis is a very efficient scorer. Despite the fact that he's not able to shoot threes, I don't understand why that's an issue for people. Like, I don't get it. I, I mean, I think that's just a, a reflection of the, the way the game is played today. And Giannis is not your prototypical – he's not going to shoot threes, so he doesn't really fit into that new mold. And so to your point, maybe, yes, it, maybe it is this younger generation of fans who, who love Steph Curry. They love these players that are shooting – you know, 35 foot threes at a ridiculous clip. Um, and Giannis just doesn't really fit that mold, but especially after what he did last season, to your point in the finals, the finals run that he had, um, now there are more people who are, who are on that side of the argument because he kind of shut everyone up having a 50 point finals game to win the championship. Like that's ridiculous no matter who you are and how it's done. Yeah, that's like, in, I feel like if it was anyone else, people would be saying that's like one of the greatest scoring performances in history, if not the greatest. I've never heard of someone. Well, one of the greatest scoring performances in history was the Durant game, game five against the Bucks. Seven. The 49-point triple-double was, was one of the greatest scoring performances ever. Yeah, and in that same game, Giannis had 44. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying, like, like yeah. people disregarded him. Who is, who is the Giannis stopper if you were – or who is like the hmm. – I would say you can, you can try to stop Giannis with what another center and, and doubling the hell out of him I don't think there's ever been someone that stopped Durant and there's been evidence of people that have come up with game plans that have somewhat slowed down Giannis right and if you're going to use last year as an example you've yeah, already said last year is almost but I never huh? said Giannis was better than I, I I've said a bunch of times but I'm saying you're saying you're saying that Giannis should be put in those same circles of scoring right and you're using last year which you've already called considered a microscope year with if the Suns were to win, they, that was only year. If the Bucks were to win, that was only year, right? So that's a microscope year, right? In the years past, there have been teams that have done things to slow Giannis down. My argument is there are scorers in the NBA, right? And maybe Steph is, is a poor example because maybe he has – because he has these games where he's 10 of 12 and then he has yeah. games where he's 1 of 12. But there has never been a guy that has stopped like LeBron or Durant. Like there's not, not been just, one person yeah, on one team that's been like – I would disagree. I think, I, I think Durant, you're right, but I think people have stopped LeBron. I mean, Dallas Mavericks stopped LeBron in 2011. He scored eight points in the, all the fourth quarters combined. And right. I even think Kevin, I even think Kevin Durant, you know, did lose a three-one lead to Steph Curry, and he shot terribly. But I get, oh, right. I, I think they did. But I don't think they stopped him. I said they did. I mean, he lost to the Bucks last year. I don't think they stopped him. No, I think they, they said PJ Tucker did a great job on Durant. I don't think he stopped him. I don't think so either. Again, I think, I I don't know. I don't mean to be arguing Giannis over Durant. I think Durant's number one. I just think that Giannis doesn't get his cookies as a scorer. That's all. I think like him, him and him and Joel and all of them don't, but they're all different because they're pretty and they can shoot. Giannis can't shoot. So people don't regard him as a scorer, but he is. I think think to wrap this all up, it'll be interesting to see how this playoffs unfolds and kind of where everything lies at the end of it. Cause maybe Giannis has another crazy run. Maybe Kevin Durant has, one of his crazy runs. and, and If Giannis win. wins another championship, we're going to have to start talking about him as a top five all time, unfortunately. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, I know we've been talking about Giannis and, and KD for like 30 minutes. So let's, uh, Vic, unless you have something else you need to add, let's switch it up. Let's go to football. Oh, right. yeah. I'm sure let's go to football. I mean, we got Rams Bengals. Well, let's go with our Super Bowl picks. Who are the, who's going to win? And let's get score predictions. Ram, what's the line? Three and a half? I don't know if it's up yet because the game's on until the 14th, right? I'm taking Rams, 28, no, 31. Yeah, the line's not, not going to be up for another week. 31-17. Wow, no way. 31-17 Rams? 
31 I think the Rams. I think the Rams are going to win, but I think you're high off your ass if you think they're going to win in by two scores. I think I the Rams my, win. Uh, I my stock in the defensive line getting to to Joey B. I think the Rams win 28-24, and I think that the yeah, I think the Rams win 28-24. I mean, that's a safe. Pick. They got 24 to 10 Rams. Oh, you guys aren't giving Joey B enough credit. No, man. I like Joey B, but I'm just I what I'm taking into account is well, first of all, he's a killer, so don't take this the wrong way. But I'm just taking into account it's L.A. It's a home game for the Rams. They are rolling. We'll get the defensive line getting after Joey B. And then I think Stafford and, and Cooper Cup are just going to put it together. That's that's just what I'm – that's how I'm building this off of. That's where I'm nah, – 38-28. Let me change my 38-28. Rams. 38? Rams can't, hold a, Rams can't hold the lead. They don't run the ball well. I think they'll always give the Bengals a chance to start throwing the ball. 38-28 Rams. I think the Rams still win it, but I, I think it's going to be a shootout. I can't believe the Bengals made the Super Bowl. You know, I have a bet on the Rams to win the Super Bowl that I put before the season, and last year I put a bet before the season on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are so. you a 49ers fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Hmm. What's the, what was the line? What was the odds for the Rams to win the Super Bowl before the season? Uh, it was 100 to win. It was plus 1,000. Did you put a good chunk of change on it? Yeah, honestly. I mean, not really. 250 bucks. So I wouldn't I – wouldn't, over two grams basically well i put i put 150 on them to win the super bowl at the uh start of a playoff and they were plus 10 so 10 to 1 so i'm, I'm taking those odds. i can't wait for them to win 10 to 1 that's the same as what mine was i know which is i'm i love it even the chiefs were only plus even the chiefs were plus uh four to one and i better I, I hedged it with the chiefs to win. by the way you know the pick next year for the super bowl is the chiefs they're gonna come back they're gonna whoop everyone's fucking ass they were by far. Yeah, well, you know, I'm putting 25 bucks on the Bears on the Super Bowl because I know those odds are going to be so stacked yeah. against us. I mean, the Bears have they need a real switch up. But uh, but yeah, I, lo- I love the I love both these teams. This is going to be a great Super Bowl. I do real, too. Winner, real winner here is America. It's a great game. Yep. Um, I love the Niners. I was sad to see the Niners go. Oh, what a season! I want to ask you: Are you done with Jimmy G? Get rid of him. Ship him. Well, I guess he's a free agent, right? Such a good question, Jake. Because I do you have confidence in, in Trey as your quarterback next year? That's the question. No, not next year. But the question is if Trey Lance is who we thought he was, then I'm all in on keeping Jimmy G, start Jimmy G for one or two more years, and then hand the keys over to Trey. Well, here's here's my take for the Niners. Throw the kitchen sink at Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't really want Aaron Rodgers anywhere near my franchise, to be totally honest, Dick. The defense is ready to win now. They need a couple more help in the secondary. All they need is, is they I'd say throw the kitchen sink at Aaron Rodgers. I just say throw it at Aaron Rodgers. I get that. I, I would yeah. agree with you. I would agree with you before the game when we play Aaron. I sort of have this new take on Aaron Rodgers. I'm a, I'm a little cool on him right now. I'm a little cold on Rodgers. I think he's a little bit of a choke artist. I think he, he's uh, he's not overrated per se because, of course, he's the MVP. Like, he's amazing. But he brings a lot of drama. He's a guy that's a little bigger than the franchise. You know, he's a little bit like he's bigger than the Packers. And that's not a great, he would come to not, he would come to the Niners. He kind of needs his way. Uh, it's such a good culture that we have over the Niners and, 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 and Rogers doesn't win as much as, as you would assume. I mean, the guy is like, he's lost like seven playoff games at Lambeau. Like that's fucking crazy. I mean, I know it's not his fault because like he's had bad defenses and blah, blah, blah. But like the way he lost that game to the Niners you know, their special teams play bad, but good God, it was 10 to 10 with four minutes left. And his ball, drive down the field, score a touchdown. If you're the MVP, if you're really that dude, if you're at home, at Lambeau, four minutes left, tie game. 
go get it done. I don't know. I'm a little cool on Aaron Rodgers. I love the guy. I think he's incredible, but I'm a little cool on him. But I would definitely take Aaron Rodgers. That's bullshit. It's, it's, I mean, I, I obviously would take – if Aaron Rodgers wanted to come to the Niners, send him over, but I'd be a little bit – Now, how about this? Tom Brady comes out of retirement. He's done. He right now. he's done. He already no, no. tweeted. He's no, done. how about this? He comes he's out done. of retirement. He joins the 49ers for one done. year. Done. We would win the We would win the Super Bowl. I'm such a huge Brady guy. It's ridiculous. I absolutely love Tom Brady. He's done. Um, he's done. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that would come out like that. He's done. Is he's he, done. He, Don't you think it's poetic that he that he left like this year? I, I love that for him. Is he the MVP? Like, no, no, Aaron Rodgers. Be Aaron Rodgers. Can be Aaron. But 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 he's going to be in the running. The like, Packers gonna... sucked. Huh? In all accounts, the Packers were so bad this year. The offensive line was decimated. The defense got hurt. The, his receivers were hurt, and they still were really good. Well, Did, do you a hate, large part because of him? Do you hate? Do you have a hatred towards him because he like torments the Bears, or do you like respect yeah, him? That's no, what I, don't, I don't. I don't really care. No, I like Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm just saying on you to the Bears fans, and Vic doesn't like that. I know that. Also, he's no, I, don't really, I don't really care about that. I just feel like, yeah, some of his comments this year were weird. But in terms of, like, as an athlete, they were so hurt and decimated. It's like, they should have sucked. And they were still really good. And in large part, it's because of Aaron Rodgers. Like, they just had a skill position guy that did well. But, boy, like, they he, – he, he did some things this year that they really helped them win. For sure. Here's a question for you, Vic. If Chicago – had their choice between Brady and Rogers for one year, who would you take? That's so awesome. That's such an awesome answer. I don't want anyone else other than Justin Fields to play and like have his chance. To play. Like, I don't, I, I was so, I hated the whole nagging thing this year, like back and forth. Like you drafted him, let him play, throw him out there, let him suck for a year. Let him get, let him get his, like whatever. And then let, like, let's play this year in the draft, go and draft some offensive weapons and let's play. I don't understand. Like, I'm not a huge, like, I don't get it because I don't understand, like, football scouting and quarterback scouting and stuff. But I, what I don't understand is, like, it feels like every good quarterback ever, basically, other than, like, what, Peyton Manning, all sat for a little bit and then played. Am I wrong? Brady did. Rodgers did. I think Mahomes They all had good did. quarterbacks in front of them. I know. But don't you think it's interesting that, like, there's this, like, kind of, I feel like new, I mean, I guess Joe Burrow now, he played immediately. He's well, you kind of want to save him, like, I don't, every every young quarterback this year, and it, even in like historically, everyone except maybe Justin Herbert, you kind of get thrown in and like you're expected to kind of suck, right? And I feel like when you're allowed to sit and watch, you you can develop still, and you can learn from the the you know the the, the older vet, right? And then then you come in, right? Then they're they're handing you the reins, and you come in and play. But this year, like you had uh, Zach Wilson struggled, Trevor Lawrence struggled, and I, I don't know if that's because of Urban Meyer or whatever the situation was. That's a yeah, combination of things. Everyone struggling. And, like, if you're a young quarterback that can play right away, that usually means your team sucks. Yeah, it usually does. You're absolutely right. Are you rooting for the Rams? Well, yeah, I already said I, I bet on them. And, no, and I, like, I, I like Matthew Stafford. Well, I, I just Stafford, want him to if win. If Stafford wins this Super Bowl, is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, maybe. Probably. He has I really think, good stats. Yeah. Really so good stats. But the NFL, the NFL is hard to make the, the – the only, the only league where it's, like, almost – I'm not going to say cakewalk, but, like, kind of slighted as the NBA, like a popularity contest. And I feel like the MLB, NFL, you really, like, have to, to be good to make the Hall of Fame. 100%. I'm really super well. I love Joe Burrow. I'm worried about Joe Burrow as a person that's rooting for the Rams. I think he's – They can't block at all, the Bengals. I know, but I don't understand how the fuck they beat the Chiefs. I, like, literally don't get it. He was he well, was doing some pretty incredible things on the run. They shouldn't have won. But but to be honest, though, uh, l- l- let's go through the Chiefs. They – if they just scored one more touchdown, the game's over. Couldn't do it. Mahomes sailing the ball over everyone's head. They threw a bubble screen to Tyree Kill, 
uh, an important play. And there were like three DBs over on that side of the field. So I don't know what that was. Uh, it looked like Mahomes like was hurt or something because he stopped running. And he could have run for a first down probably every other play. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know how they lost. But for them to win the, the coin toss and him to throw Robinson two times. Yeah. And sail it both times over him. It's well, ridiculous. a lot of people are saying it was like hangover from the Bills game. I mean, I've never totally understood that. I mean, did you experience that? I mean, do you experience that now? Or did you experience that in a new Vic? Like sort of like when we – because I don't remember it like in high school, but I, I obviously wasn't on the court at Northwestern much. Like, hangover like like after a big win? Like you're still... Yeah, like we beat – like if we go and we fucking beat – They were up 21 nothing though. That wouldn't make sense. A hangover would be like they started slow. Yeah. And then he finally came back at the end. Yeah, that's a good point. He's up 21 to what, three? It was 21 to three at halftime, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, he, he was, they were ready. And then he came out in the second half. And I, I don't know, was just overthrowing everyone. Well, he's, they're going to, they're going to, they might not lose a game next year. I, I'm so in on the Chiefs next year. It's crazy. Mark me. I just, have this recorded in stone, written down. Uh, Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl next year. I really, truly believe it. The Bengals so- defense is better than what people think, though. I think so too, Vic. I think so too. I think the Bengals defense is actually really good, low key. It is. I feel I don't know why the defense coordinator on the Bengals isn't getting a, getting like any hey coaching look, but the, their defense is, is doing better than what people think. Well, I'm super excited for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be fun. Can I just say this too as well? Before the playoffs started, I personally tested Jake, a known Rams lover. Yeah. Jake, I'm going to bet on the Rams. What do you think? It was a lot of hesitation. Let me just say, if Jake was in my shoes, he takes me by the Bears. Vic, do you think the Bears are going to win? Charlie, what do you think my answer would have been? Well, I mean, I just asked you if you wanted Aaron Rodgers or Brady, and you said Justin Fields. So, well, I, Charlie, if but just just I want you to in your acting mind, if you were me and you got a message from Jake and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about putting the putting the money on the Bears to win the Super Bowl because they're in the same position as the fucking Rams." What do you think, as my character, I would have texted him? You would say, you would say, you would, you would literally say, check, go, go in your Wells Fargo account, check your, check your bank balance, take the money in the bank balance, all the money, every cent of it, put it on the bears, reap the benefits in a couple months. Congratulations, I just made you a rich man. That's what you. Boom. All right. So let me make my point about it wasn't Jake. It wasn't necessarily a lack of confidence. It was more of a. I felt like for the first time in a long time watching football, that anybody could really win the Super Bowl this year. Was, that made it to the playoffs. That's like honestly, genuinely how I felt. God, it. I wish the fucking Niners were still in. That team. I so felt hard. like the Niners were scary, especially after the last game we played them and they came back and. Didn't you guys not beat the Niners in like the last seven times? Yeah, six times or something. Jimmy um, G was six and zero against the Rams. Yeah, I felt like Tom Brady was scary. Obviously, seeing him in that position, playing so well. Aaron Rodgers had an amazing guy. season. Guy. You know, it just felt the Chiefs, it, the Bills looked good. It just felt like anybody could really do it. So. You know, that was my honest, you were going to put some money on the line answer, but. Jake, let me just tell you, Charlie, get that right. I would have told you to put that car you just bought on the betting list. Put put the car note down in the app and put that thing on the list. You're welcome, Jake. You just got three of them because the Rams so, just I'm lost. a delusional Lakers fan already. I'm trying. Oh, yeah, to, you got to let you got to let that go. Are they going to trade Westbrook? to be more in the middle. And that was me trying to be more in the middle rather than just being an all-in L.A. fan. Um, but I'll take your note here, and going forward, I will never not be a delusional LA sports team fan. Are they going to trade Westbrook? Let me uh, ask you guys. Are this. they going to trade oh, Westbrook? Right, let me t- huh? he, are they going to trade Westbrook? No, there's no. nowhere for him to go. John Wall? Nope. I don't really want that. Spencer Dinwiddie? Nope. 
Fuck no. I mean, Westbrook I didn't get it, but not Westbrook. I like Westbrook. I don't mind Westbrook anymore. I'm over it. I, I love Westbrook. It. He's not playing great, but I love Westbrook. Um, guys, some shots. But guys, we, gotta, we gotta wrap this thing up. But um, wait, hold on. Before we wrap it up, can I just tell everyone? Can I tell the audience a really good value bet if they're sports betters? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Super Bowl MVP. Of course, Matt Stafford is the odds-on favorite. I think there's some good value in Aaron Donald. Uh, Von Miller won against uh, when they played the when they played the Cam Newton Panthers because that O line was real what bad. What if Cooper Cup has like? Cooper Cup could win it too, but but Von Miller is like plus. Can you give us the odds though? Can you give us some? I mean, not my odds. Aaron Donald. Can you give us some odds right now? Aaron Donald's plus two thousand. I will. I would take that bet. Is he actually? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good bet. I think just toss a quick hundred on that. That's you could you could really win some money. Quick hundred. Huh? Quick hundred. Because I just think that the fucking Bengals O line is so bad, and Aaron Donald is literally the best at at rushing the quarterback. He's the best at it. So there's a world. You think they're just gonna double him all night? I think they are going to double them all night, but I wonder if that's enough. You know, that's what the Panthers did against Von Miller in the Super Bowl when the Broncos played, and Von Miller won fucking Super Bowl MVP. I think Aaron Donald's special like that. It's a good it's a good recipe. I like the recipe of this game for Aaron Donald Super Bowl MVP. We shall see. We'll find out soon. Uh, Charlie, Vic, thank you guys for jumping on the show today. You guys are awesome. It was a pleasure. Vic had, Vic had his locked-in hat on. He did. He looks so locked in. I can't wait to see what he wears next time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I can't wait for my fourth appearance. That'll be big. Wait, wait. Fourth appearance will be big. This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio. Sound editing by Rashad Allen. Music by James Grissom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.